Hello, welcome everyone to the Sheepdogs Podcast. This is Father Jacob Willig, your chaplain here at Miami University Catholic Newman Center. And of course, with me, I have the Johnny Giroux tuning in uh, through the the voice telephone lines. And, How you uh, doing, everyone? Yeah, welcome, Johnny. And uh, of course, also, we're very blessed to have our special guest today, Liz Schroeder, who is a student here at Miami. Welcome, Liz. Hello, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. For sure, for sure. What an honor. Liz is uh, one of our uh, Juice Champ students here. We're excited to have her in. She's done mission work uh, over the summer at Damascus, and uh, she's always a shining the light of the Lord in so many ways. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to asking her some questions and hearing about her story, about her insights. Uh, but let's just begin with a prayer today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Jesus, we thank you for this day. We uh, just pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that we may know uh, your presence, God. We thank you for uh, Jesus Christ, who died upon the cross for us, and just God, our Heavenly Father's great love for us. May we know that love each and every day, and just bring uh, that joy more and more to the world, and to know that deeply. We commend all this to you, Lord Jesus, through Mother Mary and St. Joseph. And we pray all glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. to have you here today Liz uh, unfortunately yeah uh, miscommunication on my part that uh I think Michael missed us somehow it's always a little hard to schedule everyone but anyways that was on me but maybe he'll pop in who knows and uh but yeah great to have you here Liz can you just give us a little bit of background on like what you're studying what year you are here and uh yeah some of your favorite things about being a student in Miami for sure. I am in my third year here, so I'm a junior, and I'm currently a double major in kinesiology and nutrition. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, kinesiology is a lot like exercise science, so that kind of thing. And I love it so much. I think it's kind of the coolest thing ever. So I'm super excited, hopefully, to go into some form of healthcare within that. Um, and one of my favorite things about going to Miami is just the campus. Honestly, it's the reason I chose Miami mm. and just the beauty that's there, that's here yeah. rather. And I just love being on campus, walking to class, walking to the library and just, um, something I was thinking just yesterday was like life here is just so sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Especially, yeah, I can't wait. Like, of course we just started the school year now, but when fall comes, it's one of the greatest times, one of the most beautiful places, you know, with Houston woods, with the trees all over campus. And, uh, yeah, we forget how beautiful the Midwest is in Ohio. Sometimes I think, I think so too. <laughs> we are super blessed. Yeah. Some people come from all over the world just to see like, the, they're like the trees can't change color, you know, like, but yeah, we're just kind of get used to it at times, but to have the seasons and that's awesome. Yeah. I know you wanted to share a little bit about probably a few things today, but I know one thing that you said has kind of been on your heart uh, just to, to live and to share is just like bringing the Lord into your daily life. And yeah, so can you tell us about that a little bit? 
For sure. Yeah. So for a long time, I kind of considered my relationship with the Lord like a separate thing for the rest of, from the rest of my life. So I had my schoolwork and my friendships and my workouts. And then I had like the whole church thing. And last fall, actually, I had a much deeper conversion of heart and started like slowly inviting the Lord into everyday things. And he's just like completely radically transformed every single corner and crevice of Mm -hmm. my life. So, yeah. Praise God. It's awesome. Can we unpack that a little bit more? So like what really um, help you to bring that just from, you know, like maybe Sunday morning or whenever that is times of prayer just to your whole life or was your conversion part of that or yeah what helped you to like make that go deeper I think just the Lord allowing me to be humbled Mm. in different things and just in my failures realizing my absolutely desperate need for him Mm. I can't remember if it was one of your homilies or a different mass I was at Um, it was probably someone else actually you talking about how like in in hardships the Lord allows us to be humbled Mm. and that definitely was the case with just everything and just a lot of pride there of thinking I could do things on my own like I can do well in school by myself I can run so far by myself and that's just not the case right right no that's so true yeah I know this past Sunday I think we had the uh whoever humbles himself will be exalted yes you know and sometimes <laughs> I was mentioned this weekend that like, yeah, sometimes we're not the ones who humble ourselves, but God allows us to be humbled. Right. And just <laughs> so then we're yeah in the moment of like, Lord, I really need you. And uh, but then he raises us up, you know, we rely on him. And so it is so good to be humbled at times or I think guilt works in the same ways, too, at times. Right. Like when we, so we fall into sin, uh, there's kind of that blessing of guilt, really. I mean, we don't want too much guilt, you know, for it to overcome us, but guilt is good too. Cause it brings us back to the Lord. Like, yeah, Lord. Uh, yeah. We realize that we need him. Right. And there's always that balance of like how, how the Lord allows it. Um, which is so beautiful. Yeah. Liz, I got a question for you actually. When you talked about conversion part, oftentimes I think people have like moments that they can point back to, or some people it's like, Oh, over years, you can't even point to one. Do you have any moments particular that you're like, yeah, I know the Lord was working there in my life. For sure, definitely. I can share a quick testimony to that, if you like. Yeah. My freshman year, I came here, and I was just totally directionless and just got caught up in a not super life-giving crowd and just realized when I looked in the mirror, I didn't know who I was. And a friend of mine who had been inviting me to a Bible study throughout the semester invited me out to dinner shout out to Anna if you're listening to this Mm. I love you so much um Anna P um no my friend Anna Aronson yeah oh nice all right all right and I just kind of like spilled my entire heart to her and Mm. we weren't super close at the time so I guess in retrospect maybe I overshared but also I think the Lord was like showing me this is a safe place like you can share this and so I did and she knew I had a faith background so she started talking to me about the situation through the lens of, yeah, a relationship with the Lord. And over the course of that conversation, I, my heart was completely changed. Mm -hmm. And I just remember I came back from that dinner and I sat in my dorm room on my bed by myself. And I remember thinking to myself, like, everything is different now. Mm. 
And at the time, even though I couldn't pinpoint it, I knew that Jesus Christ was sitting right next to me. And I think that's the first time I truly um, experienced his presence in a very profound way, even though I didn't have the specific language to maybe describe that. And since then, I started getting involved with Bible studies. Um, A lot of my friends were and are uh, Protestant Christians, so I was spending a lot of time with them and learning things from them, and I found myself just with a deeper hunger, and it like my desire for the Lord is just unsatiable. And mm. last fall, when the Newman Center popped up, and I started getting involved here and just reigniting my love for Jesus through the lens of the Catholic faith, and finally having friends who are Catholic, everything changed then. Mm. Too. And also last fall, amidst a very serious like personal struggle, I for the first time developed a prayer life because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what I'm what I'm gonna do except go sit in the chapel and cry. Right. And for the first time, I started um, going to the Lord for my daily bread mm-hmm. <laughs> and Amen. developing a prayer life in that way. And although although for the past year I had love the Lord in a sense, it wasn't very like personal. Mm -hmm. And so that fall was when that, like I would call that a deeper conversion. Mm -hmm. And since then that's when everything has changed. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. That's awesome. Well, thanks for that witness. Yeah. And it's amazing how the Lord turns our weaknesses into our strengths at times, you know, and, uh, thanks for sharing that. I was just thinking yesterday, um, at mass, we read Luke chapter five, uh, when it talks about Jesus calling Peter, right? Jesus gets in Peter's boat. And there's something special about that. Um, Jesus, you know, so there they are washing their nets and, you know, just cleaning up after not catching anything all night. And it just says, getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, uh, Jesus asks him to put out a short distance from the shore. And then, of course, he begins preaching. But it's amazing how our Lord just uh, it kind of invades Peter's life in his boat and that kind of thing. And the Lord not only wants Peter's weaknesses, but he wants his strengths too. Like he wants him to be like a big part of his life. You know, he wants, because uh, sometimes I think we give the Lord our weaknesses, which is great. And he uses them big. But then like you're saying earlier, like our whole life. So like whatever we spend most of our time doing, you know, if it's like if we're a fisherman or if we're a student or if we're working in business, that the Lord actually wants our best too, which is amazing. You know, obviously sometimes he uses our weaknesses to make them the best, but to think about that, and that's just like, yeah, not just a small part of our lives, but uh, the whole thing, right? And it's amazing how he gets to that at times. But um, sometimes we think like, okay, well, just bring certain things to the Lord, and we kind of own the rest. You know, like all oh, this part's mine, and God, I got this. You know, and we don't really think about it. But the Lord wants everything, and I think it's, um, yeah, so great. Of course, we see when Simon he brings his worst, but then also his best, and giving his whole life to the Lord. Um, but I think it's, that's good to remember, um, that, yeah, the Lord wants it all and, uh, we could do so much for him with our best. And I think certainly you did that this last year, right? You gave the Lord like your entire summer in a radical way, uh, Damascus. Can you, so you can maybe say how, yeah, uh, just give, explain that a little bit, how giving the Lord your entire summer, what that was like. Yeah, for sure. And I have two words, double portion, double portion, (laughs) Double scoop. Yeah. I had some ice cream last night, so I'm all about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I went into the summer 
completely ready to give it all to the Lord, but also with very futile anxieties of, Mm. am I going to have access to like foods that are like setting me up to be successful in like serving Mm. all day? And, um, I'm a little on the introverted side. So am I going to be able to have time by myself and all Mm. these just like little things that I was worried about, but weren't enough to stop me from going. And so I went and every single worry or desire for whatever it may be, um, time by myself or meaningful friendships or whatever it was, Jesus just took all of that and then gave me not even double, like triple, quadruple, Mm. all of that. Amen. And I realized that when you give him everything, like he gives you everything and more Mm. back. And that's something we talk about a lot um, as Christians, Catholics. Um, But I think to actually live that and experience it in a very real way and be able to testify it is a different game altogether. Liz, yeah, I kind of want to ask about that. So, yeah, I think sometimes it's hard to surrender that, to say, yeah, I'll, I'll give you everything. Uh, Lord, can you kind of dive into that? Did you struggle with, like, surrendering a whole summer to that service or just, like, in that conversion of heart, just, like, how did you go about, for any listeners, like, just slowly surrendering to the Lord, and what did that look like? I think in terms of the big surrender being, like, the sacrifice of time and energy, that wasn't as much of a struggle for me because, actually, the way I heard about Damascus was from a friend and as soon as she kind of gave me a three minute synopsis on what it was just in my head I was like oh I'm gonna do that and so like two months later when the applications came out I just applied and I think Holy Spirit really spoke to me in conviction in that way but it certainly was the smaller sacrifices that were more difficult such as um just like personal preference honestly and I came to realize that was ultimately a desire for control and desiring to control my time, be able to pick who my close friendships are and whatever it may be. Mm. And so, yeah, I think in many ways, the sacrifice of time was a lot easier than just the little tiny things I wanted to control. That's huge though. The small things, they, uh, they add up. Yeah. 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 Those are the ones that would get us. uh, She's like, you can only, what, you can only do small things with great love. You can't do great things, you know? That's right. So That's right. Yes, yeah, so true. So true. Yeah, and of course, you know, of course, uh, being on mission, you know, having big summers like that, you know, it sounds glorious in some ways. And when you're there, it is just the small things every day. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you have just funny stories as things mm-hmm. that happen with kids or, yeah, like, yeah. okay, I didn't get any sleep this day or whatever. Yeah. But uh, do you have any funny stories from summer? I do. Actually, my last week of camp, um, I was just completely exhausted in every way, sure. you know, physically, sure. mentally, all of the things. And we were having a time of adoration during confession. And one of my sixth graders comes over to me and just like looks up at me. And she was the sweetest thing and would just come over to me and say the cutest things. But she just sat next to me and she goes, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just getting ready for a confession. And then she goes, you have a really long list. And then walks away. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was kind of funny. And yeah, I just just had to chuckle because (laughs) 
was like, Lord, I'm so tired, but like, let me see the humor in this, please, because sure. it really is funny. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess making that transition back now, of course, like it's great, you know, always great to be back at school, but then you kind of have the mundane too, you know, get back into classes. So, um, how has it kind of transitioned or like, how have you seen the Lord work differently this year coming back after that Damascus experience, um, to come back to school and like making the Lord maybe a bigger part of your life or yeah. Mm -hmm. I think in the little bit of time between Damascus and school, that was the most difficult part because at Damascus we had a very set schedule and similarly at school I try to stick to a very set schedule in terms of when I'm studying classes, uh, community, all that type of stuff. But when I was at my parents' house, I just felt like I was like kind of floating, mm -hmm. you know. So that was like really hard and had to come to a place where I decided like I'm going to take what I learned this summer and continue to use it and grow it and all of the good things. And so going into this semester, I set very, I guess you would say clear goals as to what my prayer life is going to look like and mm -hmm. staying devoted to that. And within that, um, I'd say John 15 was a huge theme mm. for me this summer and just remaining in the vine, as it mm. says. And, um, yeah, one of my favorite verses from that passage is, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask for whatever you wish and it shall be given to you. Mm -hmm. And that has been huge for me in the sense that the Lord, like, I don't return to him every day because, like, I want things, but because I love him. And, like, when I have that personal relationship, one of the fruits of that, out of his love for me, he gives me the graces I need to Mm -hmm. do what I need throughout the day, um, including yeah. like the simplest things like understanding a statistics problem, right, <laughs> you right. know, like when I can't do it, he That's can. Right. And so I think the summer with learning so much about dependence, dependence on him in such a real way, physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. I would say the largest thing I'm carrying into this semester is like, okay, how am I going to remain in that dependence and continue to like put myself in a place where I have nowhere to go but the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that witness. Yeah. And, and that's, that's awesome. And I love, you mentioned earlier, just the kind of game changer was stepping into a Catholic community. Can you talk about what that looks like practically as a student sacramentally, like going to mass, prayer, confession, like all that stuff, like, uh, yeah, how, how does that help you? Or can you talk about what you do there to help that yeah. you thrive there? Yeah, it's so essential. It really was the sacraments that changed, changed everything for me, mm. most especially um, Jesus in the Eucharist. Mm. And I would say practically, if that's what you're getting at, I go to daily mass every day that I can. And it's incredible, truly. Like, I could walk into daily mass so tired and feeling unfocused from my morning of studying. And it's like an energy shot. Like, I'm just, like, totally renewed. And the Eucharist has just become so essential to me in that way. And, yeah, literally just, like, 
the Israelites in the desert who needed the manna. Like mm. it's the same. It's the same. I need it to live. And so every day I can, I'm there. And also confession. Um, confession just brings such freedom mm-hmm. and helps me to just live in my identity and not live for the approval of man or anything like that. Mm. And surely as a college student, like it's hard to be holy, you know, and like we mess up, you know, in conversations with friends or wasting time or whatever it may be. And sometimes that can start to feel like almost a physical weight. And the only way I would describe walking out of the confessional is just on cloud nine. It's like every single molecule of my body is like freed and like lifted up it's it's really insane and so those have become so so essential for me that's awesome i know it certainly is for me too i know i need it and i love too how you're saying just going back to the lord um whether of course in the sacraments but also you mentioned john 15 which has been on my heart a lot because i know in the midst of yeah, whether we're students studying or like for myself in the midst of work, I feel like I have to do it all, you know, and I feel like I have to be, I have to be the vine, you know, <laughs> like, oh, I got to produce, you know, I got to make this happen. Like I went to business school, right? And there's so many business majors out there. Probably it's like, yeah, you know, we just got to like get it done. You know, we want to rock it, which is great. But to realize in the end, we can't do it all on our own uh, in life. And really God wants to do the work. And when he does the work, Yeah, it is eternal work that happens, which is so great. More than just like me, like spinning my wheels. So I got to remember that times like, okay, I'm not the vine. I'm just the branch. And it's so comforting to know that like the Lord, you know, we're we're tied with the sacraments and uh, with his goodness, with his grace, that he's going to do a more amazing work than we ever could. I don't know. Certainly we are in great need of that. So it's just a good reminder for me. Like, okay, Lord, you're the vine. I'm not the vine. Right. (laughs) Sometimes I try and be the vine, but uh yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for that witness though. We need to have that like tied in to receive that sap, mm-hmm. that sap of grace. So yes. Liz, uh yeah, could you just tell us like what are you most excited about this year? Like what are you excited to just experience and I mean junior year that's way different than sophomore year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what are you excited for? That's such a good question. And I actually haven't thought about it a whole lot, but the first thing that came to mind is I'm just excited to be fully alive. And something I told a friend a few weeks ago is I've never felt more whole. Mm. And even going into my sophomore year, there was still a lot of brokenness and, like I mentioned, a deeper conversion. And, of course, that's not to say I'm not going to have struggles this year because we all struggle. But I think for the first time, I'm coming into the transition knowing who I am and wanting to live in that and wanting to share it with others and just be a light. I believe it's in, I don't know if it's, I want to say first John one or John one, but something about, um, the darkness has not overcome the light. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say I feel untouchable, but I know I have someone untouchable by my side. Mm. Amen. Amen. No, it's great. Yeah. yeah. I just go, awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So powerful. So powerful. And certainly it's the Lord. He'll get us there. As I love to say, you know, Mama Mary, she'll get us there. I think too of like St. Peter, you know, when he's thinking 
uh, going back to Luke 5, he's uh, like, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And of course, you know, the Lord forgives him and all that in the moment. But then he says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men, right? And so I think it's a great word for all of us to remember, like, be not afraid. We're called to do great things. And with the Lord, we're connected to the vine. We know we have the light. The light will never be overcome by the darkness. And so if anyone out there is just feeling discouraged today, just uh, rely on the Lord because he wants to do great things in all of us, especially in our weaknesses, but also in our strengths throughout the entire day. So, um, yeah. So thank you so much, Liz. Uh, awesome having you in. And uh, thanks for your witness. And excited to hopefully uh, get more people just to uh, experience the glories of summer mission work, especially Damascus and elsewhere. And to witness about the sacraments. And uh, yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for your time and for oh. inviting me on. Yeah, actually. And Liz is, uh, has dreams, I think, too, of maybe starting a podcast, right? Can you just mention that? We'll maybe? see. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Stay all right, tuned. All right, all right, all right. Stay tuned. <laughs> Tune in next week. Maybe we'll let you know about it. <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, please pray for us also here at the Sheepdogs as we're trying to discern what our next step is uh, with, yeah, how this podcast is going to evolve over the years, uh, years to come as uh, Johnny is now, of course, doing a lot of things remote. He's working full time in the pro-life movement. And uh, yeah, so we're just in the midst of prayer for that, seeing where the Lord wants to take us. So, well, let's uh, close out with a prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for uh, just your great love for us. We thank you, Heavenly Father, uh, that we are yours and uh, that you want to provide so much for us. May you ever rely on that and know, Lord, that you are so generous and your generous love, you're always forgiving and merciful. You're always calling us back to yourself. May we know your presence with us uh, throughout the entire day this day. And we commend everything to you, Lord, Heavenly Father, through Lord Jesus and through the intercession of Mother Mary. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, Liz, so uh, we usually just say sheepdogs out together at the end, so we'll do that on three. Ready? One, two, three. Sheepdogs, sheepdogs out. out. <laughs>